This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 67, A No-Stress Holiday Season. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your hosts, Mark Willis and Holly Bach, invite you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious. Be stable. Be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast. Helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Well, we're coming full steam ahead toward the uh, Christmas season. And so we're just so glad that you took some time out of your busy shopping schedule to be with us here on this uh, Not Your Average Financial Podcast episode. I'm your host, Mark Willis. And with me in the studio today is Holly Bach. Welcome, Holly. Thank you, Mark. Hello, everyone. All right. So we are in the midst of the holidays. Um, You can hear the jingle of the bells behind us, I'm sure. Uh, in the background. Uh, and it can be a, a wonderful time of the year, uh, to coin a phrase, uh, but it can also be very stressful for a number of reasons. I mean, you know, just put tons of, uh, you know, travel, miles, uh, logistics, weird family members, uh, just to name a few, right? There's many reasons that stress levels actually do go up during this most wonderful time of the year. Cooking, cleaning, I mean. Eating all the wonderful cooking. Uh, yeah, that can be <laughs> stressful too. Just, you know, if, you're, if your team loses the football game, I mean, it can be just devastating. So, <laughs> um, but more than anything else, we found that money, money of all things, rears its green-eyed, ugly head like the Grinch for many Americans during this season. So holiday stressed statistics show up all over the place on your newsfeed around this time. At least I found some. And it said that 69% of people are stressed by the feeling of having a lack of time. And the same, maybe different people, but the same 69% are also stressed by perceiving a lack of money. And more than half, 51%, are stressed out, stressed out about the pressure to give or get gifts. So, you know, you can feel it um, around, you know, your home. You can feel it at at your workplace. 45% of Americans would prefer to skip Christmas. You know, what? so you can send me your presents if you really no, want to skip. No, <laughs> we can't skip it, guys. Don't want to skip Christmas. There's no. ways to, to mitigate the stress. Hey, I'm all like, you know, hey, if you're going to skip it, just here's my address. Here's here's where to send the presents. Okay, so according to uh, – this is all statistics according to Think Finance, a survey they recently did. So, you know, there's, there's even medical um, results of the stress and depression that comes from the holidays. The Mayo Clinic says, you know, there's some significant – Um, uh, problems that come as a result of the holidays. And, you know, it's more than what we can really focus on on today's um, episode. But, you know, it's we've talked about it in previous episodes, you know, sticking to a budget, planning ahead, you know, learning to deal with each other's differences, learning how to say no to things and abandoning uh, bad habits in favor of healthy habits. You know, those are all things that can help you with this stressful time. But, you know, while we really can't help you with every part of the holiday stress, I mean, come on, those quadruple mocha frappuccinos are going to be on you, buddy. So uh, what we do love to do, however, is share the success stories, the just the heroes of our of our uh, of our lives, really, our clients uh, that are showing how this concept, this uh, of becoming your own source of financing has helped them uh, lower stress all year long, but even particular in the holiday season. Anything you'd add to that, Holly? 
Yeah, so we were just kind of reaching out to um, individuals that, that we kind of knew that had been taking policy loans around this season. We kind of had a couple kind of flooding in a little bit and we're like, oh, wonder what's going on here. And so um, we just kind of dove into that a little bit more. And we're just kind of asking them, hey, if you you know wouldn't mind sharing, what were your plans for this? And, and what we came to find was a lot of people identified this season as you were talking about, as we were talking about, um, as a stressful season. And they said, hey, you know, it might, we, we just kind of identified we have this pool of cash and we knew that it would just reduce our stress levels, make us feel better um, if we could tap into that to, you know, kind of give ourselves a little bit of a buffer, buffer for these holidays. And so we just thought that was an interesting pattern and wanted to share that with you guys today. So what we're going to be doing is uh, asking some of our wonderful heroes in our lives, um, some of our clients, how has your bank on yourself policy helped you in meeting your financial challenges and lowered your stress this year? That was the question we asked, and we got some great responses. So let's jump into our very first story, and this one comes from uh, Amanda Neely. So longtime listeners will recognize that name. Again, she co-hosts the Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. And so take it away, Amanda. We'd love to hear this story on uh, your experience with lowered stress during this time of year. So I'm answering the question, how our Bank on Yourself policy has helped us not have as much stress. And there's so many reasons, but um, the biggest one, you know, just having that emergency fund there um, helps us make a lot better choices in what we're doing with the rest of our money. We don't have to make those choices out of fear or out of worry. I come from a long line of worriers in my family, especially my mom. And I realized that part of why she would worry is because there was no um, big fund there. You know, there was nothing that she could have access to if something happened. So there was always worrying about what if this happened, what if that happened. And so since I don't have to worry about that, I've got that covered. I know I can buy the presents that I want to buy people within reason. I can, um, you know, grow a business, do a lot of risk um, within my business, those kind of things. And that's been super helpful, not just to me, but to my husband and to now my mom too, that we take care of, that she knows that she's taking care of us, something would happen to me as well. I love that. I love that story uh, from Amanda. And I feel like that's something I can resonate a lot with, with as far as like the emergency fund. And I know something we've talked about, I know, Mark, you and I have talked about it individually, but I think we've mentioned in our podcast as well is just this idea of um, how it provides you the ability to make decisions from a, a feeling of abundance rather than scarcity. And I think that's kind of what Amanda's talking about here, knowing that there's that kind of pool of cash. There's that emergency fund there. And, and what that allows you to do is it you know frees you up to make those decisions saying, hey, I have the capital. I have what I need to get my family by. And so now I can make these decisions with that mindset rather than, well, if I do this, what's going to happen if something else happens, something else goes wrong? And then that might prevent you from kind of taking some of those opportunities. So I love that. I love to hear stories of people that are now making decisions from that place of abundance. Yeah. And I, I'd just add to that, uh, her family tree is being changed as a result. Mm -hmm. You know, she said she came from a long line of worriers. I, I can relate to that. And I think that, you know, where where you make choices will be impacting your children, your grandchildren. You know, they say that poor people plan for Saturday night, but rich people plan for four generations. I think that's very tangibly starting to show itself uh, in our client stories, which is just so heartening to me. 
So awesome stuff. Great stuff. Thank you, Amanda. Our next uh, wonderful story, uh, generously given by one of our awesome clients, uh, Mr. Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Stinson, he's out on the East Coast uh, now, formerly from the great state of Texas. And he says uh, some, I think, just profound stuff. So listen very closely to his story about how he's able to give himself more options uh, with these strategies and the bank on yourself concept. Listen in. So we we make two payments every month to our bank on ourself policies, one for a policy on me and one for a policy on my wonderful wife. And what I see those policies as is an options payment. I'm I'm paying to give myself options in the future. Uh with most other investments like savings or buying the stocks, you know, if you need to exercise that cash, if you need to, you know, take it out and, and use it you deplete the fund, whereas the bank and ourselves, we get to you know, leverage the liquidity of those investments without depleting them. And for us, that makes a huge difference uh, if we are wanting to you know, take a trip or handle an emergency or you know start some other investment, uh, being able to kind of leverage the, the two sides of a bank and ourselves policy really makes that feasible. So it's all year round, it's definitely good to know that it's there, just like it's good to know that you have, uh, you know, money in the, the rainy day fund. But this holiday season, we've, yeah, we've taken out some funds, uh, not for the holidays specifically, but to, uh, to take advantage of some other potential investments, uh, which is really cool to be able to, um, not just move money from one investment to another, but to be able to, uh, leverage one to buy into another while keeping both. So if your mind is just wrapping around that statement, you know, leveraging the liquidity without depleting it, uh, welcome to the club here. That's a that's just a mind-bending statement from Jonathan. And I think it's it, it gives me a lot of uh, courage and excitement to know that people are thinking so different about their money that they're evil, e- even able to say those things. Uh, that somehow in this crazy awesome world where your bank on yourself type whole life policy is able to grow even when you uh, use the money, um, that that's it's not just some theory. He's using it, um, you know, with uh, some of his opportunities and investments he's seeing in uh, real estate and otherwise. So there's some really powerful strategies that you know just average people are doing uh, around the country, right? Holly, what would you say to his comment and others? Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, the more we can challenge ourselves to think about. Um, you know, money and liquidity and capital and emergency funds, you know, the more we can get ourselves to not only think about those topics, but think about them differently. I think the more it's going to change um, your change your life, which sounds dramatic, but it, it is, <laughs> um, you know, going because it's going to change just so many different aspects of your life, the way you make decisions and, and that sort of thing. Well, how about the next one? We have another great story here. Holly, introduce this new hero in our story of heroes. Yes. So we are going to hear from um, Marvin next. He's going to share a story with us that not only affects himself, but then also uh, brought his daughter a little bit of joy around the holiday season. Uh, I had uh, the, the wise planning to have a daughter on December 17th. So, you know, her birthday is pretty close to Christmas. Uh, Christmas is pretty important to us, and, and my gosh, so is her birthday. Uh, well, this year my daughter's turning 16. Very responsible girl who, who gets straight A's, even in accelerated courses. And uh, she does travel. She goes to a different high school uh, for half a day uh, every single day. 
as uh, you could imagine, it would be really nice for her to be able to drive to and from school so Dad didn't have to wake up at 5 a.m. Any, anymore in the mornings uh, and drive between the two schools and then back home. Uh, it would give her a little bit of more freedom to, to get back and, and, and do the, the stuff that she needed to do. So, so Dad's looking for a car for her. And as you could imagine, purchasing a car... Um, right before the holidays might put a cramp in a lot of people's uh, financial budgets for Christmas and, and the holidays. So let me see. What am I going to do? I wanted to spend between five and $10,000 for a vehicle for her that was going to be reliable and nice. And Where am I going to get that money from? Well, wouldn't you know, the policy, actually one of the first policies that I started, uh, I still use, and I, and I use that to, for, for this one. Uh, I was able to pull $8,000 from a policy of mine in order to make a purchase on a vehicle for my daughter and uh, didn't really destroy my Christmas budget because now I'm going to be able to treat that just like a, pol- like a loan from anybody else, except it's really from myself. I'm going to be able to pay it back on my terms, which just happens to be a $300 a month payment for me until it's done. And uh, I don't have to worry. Uh, I was able to present my daughter with a, a vehicle for her birthday, or will soon, and uh, in I still have my Christmas budget intact to do whatever I want for that. So even though I gave her a vehicle this year for her birthday, she's still going to get a Christmas present. So in the event that my daughter doesn't like the vehicle that I purchased her, the nice part about it is there's no leaning on it. There's no lean on it at all. So... What I can do is I can allow her to look for a vehicle that she wants. And if we want to sell this vehicle, we can just sell it outright. And she can use the funds, whatever they are, to purchase the next vehicle. That's going to leave my policy loan out there, but I anticipated having a policy loan for a couple years anyway. So it's going to work seamlessly. I'm not going to have to worry about lien or lien releases because... I paid cash for that car in the in the buyer's eyes, so even more stress-free. <laughs> um, what a great uh, story from Marvin. So Marvin found a way to not only, I mean, just take care of Christmas, he just took care of a car on top of Christmas. So I feel like that's kind of like the ultimate Super dad. test. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the ultimate test going on here. So not only how do we juggle the holidays, how do we buy a car on top of juggling the holidays? And so that's what um, Marvin was able to do here. So that's a super great story. Thank you, Marvin, for sharing that um, with all of us here today. Um, I know a couple years ago, right before the holidays, uh, my husband and I did use our policy to pay off a car loan that we had um, just from a, a previous purchase before we had our policies. And I know we paid it off um, right around like September, October. So kind of like right going into that holiday season. And I know that was great for us because we were actually able to even just kind of pause those payments for a little while. So we paid the loan off to the actual finance company in September, October, but then we didn't have to make a payment again until after the holidays. So we kind of used that as some extra kind of breathing room and wiggle wiggle room for us because we'd actually been paying like more than the payment on it. So it was a pretty significant chunk of cash that was freed up for us for those next couple months. So we just redirected that in our budget from, uh, you know, car payment to Christmas oh, savings. Wow. Cool. And so we were able to kind of save for Christmas almost in that way. And, and the policy loan is what kind of bought us that 
freedom and flexibility to be able to do that. And so I remember that was really nice. And then um, just come January, then we re-moved it in our budget. We just took that same cash flow that was going towards Christmas savings and put it right back towards car payment. But this time it was our policy loan instead of going to the finance wow. company. What what auto finance company would be so generous, right? They're yeah. the Grinch in this story and you've paid them off. You give yourself a f- couple months break before paying your policy loan back. Oh, wow. And so if, if anyone got a present from Holly that year, thank the Bank of Holly <laughs> uh, for that flexibility and generosity there. That's, that's why I was able to. <laughs> that's tremendous. Very cool. Well, and I have a, I mean, these don't all have to be just life-changing, world-changing stories, but we're talking about the stress relief of bank on yourself type strategies around the holidays. I mean, we were starting our business and we, you know, we're putting as much as effort as we could into starting this business. And oh yeah, Christmas was coming around the corner. So um, my, my wife Katrina and I took out a loan for our Christmas presents a few years ago. And it didn't affect our monthly cash flows. We were flooding our business with capital so we could get our, our business off the ground. The policy had been socking away. We'd been automatically paying premiums all year long and oh, whoops, we've got enough in there for Christmas. So it covered our expenses. And then we paid the the policy loan off whenever we were ready to that next spring. So love it. Uh, I'll I'll share one more. We did a baby moon right before our, our little girl was born. We went out to Hawaii for a couple of weeks. And, you know, some of our um, policies have anniversary dates around the time we were there in Hawaii. So one of my favorite uh, holiday stress-free examples is while we were on the beaches of Hawaii, we were getting dividend checks and dividend statements, I should say, in the mail back home. So that is like the best guilt-free vacation I've ever been on. <laughs> and one day we'll take our daughter, but you know, we have to have the baby moon. So Exactly. <laughs> well, so there are so many other stories. We're just here as a part of a huge revolution of different ways of thinking about money. And it doesn't take a rocket science scientist and it doesn't take someone who's got a PhD in economics to figure out how this could lower the stress and increase the sanity around the holidays. So we just hope you all have a wonderful holiday season. We'll be back one more week before Christmas next Friday, of course. But uh, if you uh, hear this later, uh, we hope you've had a great holidays and a great start to your next year. So we want to thank everybody for joining us for another episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.